This is an ABC podcast. We acknowledge Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, the traditional custodians of lands, waterways and skies across Australia. We pay our respect to Elders past, present and future. Just doing some normal things for me, it's um, walking near the ocean and getting outside, outside and doing some outdoor exercise. When I look back, it didn't make me feel fabulous, but in the long term, I think it made the difference between totally sinking and just managing to stay afloat. If you've been through something life-changing, a disaster of some sort, I imagine you're trying to figure out what comes next, trying to find the best way forward. Disasters are, by their very nature, intense. They're frightening, dangerous and unpredictable. Saturday afternoon we got the texts and calls and it was just, you know, we couldn't get out of our street. And it was evacuate, evacuate, and every time you picked up the phone there was a text message just telling you to evacuate and don't go in floods flowing water. So we <laughs> stayed there and just sitting there. So it wasn't coming up, it wasn't going down, and suddenly it was like a tsunami just went through the house. Be it a shooting event, a cyclone, a fire, or even a global pandemic, a disaster has the potential to rock your world in more ways than you can ever expect or plan for. When we haven't experienced a disaster firsthand, we can think it's a bit like in the movies. You know, the fire gets put out, the water recedes, the bad guys are arrested, and the heroes walk off into the sunset. Sure, there might be a bit of damage to be cleared up, but it's all pretty straightforward, right? But if you've been through a disaster before, you know that's not true at all. The work's only just beginning. It can be hard to know what's coming next or how to deal with things when everything feels like it's been turned upside down. It can be overwhelming, exhausting and lonely. I felt like an alien in that world. I felt no one could see me and no one could understand me. And it didn't mean they didn't care, but they just didn't understand. And we can't expect them to. It's like anything that happens to someone, you can't really understand it, um, unless you feel it. This is After the Disaster, a podcast to help you find your way through and beyond a disaster. I'm Dr Kate Brady. I've spent most of my career working with communities after disasters. I also look at what's helpful and unhelpful after disasters as a researcher. So while I don't know you or exactly where you're at, I do have some ways I can help you navigate this tricky time. I'll be speaking to people who've been where you are now and also to people who dedicate their professional lives to figuring out what can help. Hang on to what you do have that is most important. Uh, your relationships, your family. The I'd be asking you to hang on to the things that make your life valuable and meaningful. Uh, the maybe the hobbies, or maybe the the social activities, or uh, anything that actually gives your life its value and quality, and to start rebuilding the, a, a sort of nucleus around that. And while everyone's experience is different, and there is a lot to cover, there are some things that can help most people in most situations. 
Here are some of the immediate tips you can take right now, like slow down where you can. It's going to feel really urgent to get back to normal. Take it one day at a time if you have to. Um, take it one little thing at a time if you have to. Find ways to have moments of enjoyment around the traumatic time, um, to get those memories um, and to sustain you as well um, while you're getting through it. Another thing that is incredibly important after a disaster is to connect to the people around you. Not only is it intuitively true, there's actually some really strong research that shows the more connected you are, the better off you'll be. One of the things that I found uh, in my own lived experience, but also going to communities that were affected by uh, bushfires, is communities do really well when they band together. And there is that sense of a shared experience that you're all going through that can really, really help. Talking of community, we can often struggle with knowing how to talk to people who have experienced something extreme. The answer is to be honest and open. And we need to remember too, we don't need to be afraid of upsetting people. Like very often uh, giving somebody an opportunity to express some of the feelings that they might have not been expressing or that they've been bottling up is actually a good thing. It can be painful and uncomfortable, but we need to remember not to be frightened of our own uncomfortable feelings, watching somebody tear up or be distressed. And perhaps most importantly of all, there is help available to you. Whether it's the people around you, beyondblue.org.au, your GP, or local services that are available after a disaster, there are always people you can talk to. But you've got to try and find the person that can help you. And there are stacks of people out there, even though it doesn't seem like it. You, just, you have to put your hand up though and say, right, you know, I'm out of my depth and I am overwhelmed. I need a chop out. Someone needs to give me a hand here and just get the help. And don't think a minute about it, just get the help. It's a lot. I know it's a lot. But there's also a lot of help out there. We've broken all this information into 15 episodes to make it easier to find and digest. Right now, all you need to know is that you can get through this. You're not alone. This time will pass. And there are people who can help you. You just need to ask. So, slow down, take it a step at a time, and give yourself a break. After the Disaster has been produced with the support of Australian Red Cross and the University of Melbourne. Our executive producer and editor is Liz Keane from Headline Productions. Fact checks are by Shona Witten. The supervising producer is Philip Ashley-Brown and our distribution producer is Zoe Walker. Our sound engineer is Grant Walter and I'm Dr Kate Brady.